0: All right, Jonathan. Hi. This is your first time here at Medical Bridges. You didn't know about us, our mission. Now that you've seen our warehouse and been in the sort room, what do you think?
1: To be honest, when I first got here, I only heard about it through like its description. Um, At school, we have a professor named Dr. Pedroza. He does so much like volunteering work and he makes it like an effort to schedule this out and have his students in like his biology class come and join him whether it's like through a church um nursing home and this actually so we actually found out about this and one of my members gael who you have met came here and thought it was like a great opportunity because we are a pre-demo club at uhd basically she saw that you guys were giving um, not giving necessarily but donating all these medical like equipment devices um, supplies to these countries that are underserved and need need it more than we do and i thought it was a cool opportunity for us all to come in because I also heard that there was a lot of dental stuff too I mean it's mostly medical stuff but mm-hmm. I mean it branches like way beyond healthcare is like it's dental medical even like, I guess like you, you guys wouldn't do like uh more psychology based stuff, but even if y'all did, it's like, it's really cool. It's, it it's all encompassing. And I think this is just a good opportunity for us to be able to help. But also we also learn about all the equipment that comes in because right. like we only ever hear about it or watch it on TV. But once we have it in our hands and we're packing those things, we're always bothering the people in the, in the, packing room or what would you call it the shipping room or sort room. The sort room. Right. And they do an amazing job. Oh, and yeah, they do. Yeah. So I ask them what this is and they like they know what it is exactly. And they're not even actually like healthcare professionals. Yeah. But it's so amazing that they know. And we're learning so much more than sometimes what we could do at like mm-hmm. an office that we're shadowing.
0: I I totally feel that I'm always amazed with Ashley um, and her just her brain and how it works you know i'm like hey ashley what is this and she's like oh that's a blah 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 catheter and i'm (laughs) like how how do you know this (laughs) yeah
1: um i've never actually (laughs) held a catheter until i came here and it's like you never think you will maybe when i'm older because i'm a a male and i know a a lot of males have like you know (laughs) prostate problems eventually or other problems down there so it's interesting knowing like um just like what they look like and how they're packaged and all these things. And it's really cool to know that you're able to send all these out to like all the countries that I see out in the, the whiteboard
0: mm-hmm. in the front. Yeah.
1: So I never knew about this and it's I'm surprised many people don't, but I'm also really glad that we found this opportunity and that it's so small and also that we can just come in and it's so personal.
0: So, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah. What's mind blowing to me when I first started uh, working here is all the supplies that you see in the sort room, if it were not for us, they would be in a landfill.
1: That's true. I feel like there's a lot of materials here. I'm like, I work in a a dental clinic that's for the homeless. And mm -hmm. uh, we provide free dental care as well. And we also take free donations whenever we can. But there's so many other things there that sometimes they can't use because, um, maybe we don't offer treatment for that or they were just donated to us and um we didn't realize that they would package this with this and like i mean now knowing now that i've talked to the ceo also like if there's any anything extra like um more than like for sure going to bring it over here even if it's small but it's really cool because um being able to bring this over there is I've been to Vietnam, and while, yes, there is dental care, there's, um, it's definitely um, like a few steps back to what we have here in terms of technology right. and like the, uh, basically the sophistication and supplies to mm-hmm, so.
0: mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, when you are from another country, like your background, my family is Peruvian, I lived in Venezuela, and you come here and you see the reality that People or all the luxury things that we have here in the U.S. compared to what we have back home, it's such a drastic difference. And one of the things that I like about this organization is the fact that we're helping those people, people who are in need of health care, that don't have access to it. And that's why I love it so much. Um, would you... Do you have any like recollection, or you know, whenever you go to Vietnam, like how how does that, how do you see that, like how do you feel when you see the need that exists?
1: It really puts things into perspective for me. I'm actually in the process of waiting for dental school interviews. The process has been like very like um, retrospective because I've been able to well. I've been able to work on a lot of essays, and I've had to in order to apply. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these essays are very interview based, where they ask you, you know, why did you choose this path? And when I first entered dental, it was because I also saw that it was like very hands on. I like to work with my hands, whether it's making things, I've always had this knack for like being able to create something of my own, whether it's for someone or for myself. Mm-hmm. And when I saw dental, it was like, wow, this is a very, you know, stable job. I was looking at all the, you know, like something that was realistic as a profession. Also coming from an Asian background, parents love, you know, your child to be in health care or really just to be a doctor. But it's, um, I, I wasn't necessarily doing it for the title, but I knew it was a good job and it was respectable and it was something I could be proud of. But when I started volunteering at the homeless clinic, and when I also started pursuing this dental journey, it was like I had to start engulfing myself in it. And a lot of that was uh, through volunteering. And when I was working at the homeless clinics, I was realizing like the healthcare that we're providing is like they actually can't even afford it. And it feels like it's such like something that should be basic, like some sort of basic health care that everyone should get. But because of whatever stipulations, um, their past or their socioeconomic um, status that's holding them back from something, they can't have it. And that's just in the U.S. alone. In 2017, I was still working in logistics, which is why I also find this place really interesting, because I have a background in logistics. I have a degree from the University of Houston that I got in 2015. I actually worked as an on-the-road freight um, logistics account executive, which is just a fancy name for a salesman. Um, (laughs) I had three phones and a headset, and the phones were always going off when I was trying to sell, like um, we call them loads. So, like whether it was like eggs that I had to move from Michigan to Washington to California, or I was moving like an excavator for construction, like I was talking to people all over the nation, which I did like in a way. But um, you always had this background of. They're like, at the end of the day, this is a salesman, and you're trying to, you know, sell me something or make me take a job that I really don't want to be paid that much. And it's like, that's how sales go. Sometimes it's kind of like code and harsh in that way. But um, it just didn't feel as personal, yeah. which is why I still wanted to pursue dentistry, which is something I wanted to do when I was like in high school. But I went through college, and whatever happened, I didn't have my head on straight as I do now. And now I'm trying to pursue it. But yeah, to continue on, before I go off on a tangent, um, <laughs>
0: Sorry.
1: I stopped working in on the road freight. And then I moved to Vietnam in the summer of 2017 to work, because my dad provided me this great internship opportunity where I was able to work as a commercial contractor for a company called Viet Petrail over in uh, Ho Chi Minh. So um, basically, I was working there. And during my time off, um, it was an office job. They, uh, I was helping write up contracts and bids in English because uh, they were working with other countries in Southeast Asia. And it's a funny thing because I mean, none of us speak the same language, but they all use English as the, uh, the, the language for their business. So they would basically use me to help translate and ultimately speak English to get um, jobs done to check up on like how the progress of the project was doing. But uh, during my off time. I actually was volunteering there and it was not my first time being in uh, vietnam when i was like younger we did a volunteering thing where uh, we went to a an orphanage and a lot of these kids um some of them were blind well most of them were blind which was shocking to me because it was almost like this whole wing of blind children and at that time i was young but i was just giving out candy to them and like they always seemed happy they just seemed like um to me from my perspective is like wow you feel you know sorry for these kids and you're like i can't believe like you know they're here alone about parents and yet they still seem so happy about where they're at and i was giving them candy and stuff so i've always had like a small part of that so which is why when i returned to vietnam to work i came to volunteer where they were providing free dental hygiene kits to it was more than just hygiene kit, uh, dental hygiene, but just hygiene kits in general to children who were there. And one of the people that were volunteering were an actual dentist from Vietnam. And I asked her why well, I, I struck up a conversation with her, and she was just telling me about, you know, her life and how, you know, going through school and becoming a dentist is in Vietnam, but also how just everything is just uh, a step behind in terms of the healthcare there mm-hmm. and I mean she didn't necessarily have to tell me you can see for yourself so seeing that um it kind of lit that spark in me to become a dentist again but this time it felt like I wanted to become a dentist because I want to help the people not necessarily whether it's like across the world but even in our backyard Of
0: course yeah. right
1: so when I returned I actually um was like intent like I I decided to leave my career and, totally from logistics and pursue dentistry again. And when I came back, Harvey hit actually. And I was kind of in, in this predicament because my house was totally destroyed by Harvey.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, it was, uh, I live in Kingwood, Itascocita on Lake Houston.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: uh, it wasn't necessarily the rain, but I believe they said it was like the dam water from Conroe yeah. that they had to like release to ease up the dam. and. It like totally wiped out all of my uh, belongings on the first floor from our family. We had no cars. It was like a total loss financially. But um, luckily, my father was a, uh, a contractor and he actually built our house at the time. Um, he hadn't done it in a while, but he had to bring back uh, his contracting license. And I was somehow convinced by my sister that I should still keep on pursuing dentistry and because of that i went through the hardships of rebuilding my home like sleeping between the homes of friends and basically you know accepting help which you're not usually used to when you live such a a fine life like i can't say that uh i i have struggled financially with my family my family like um as i was growing up our money got better and better because my family worked harder and harder Mm -hmm. and they always remind me of you know because my family, my parents are both from Vietnam. They're first, like you know, they're they're immigrants, and we're the first generation. They always tell us of the hardships and how we need to keep that in mind and respect that and don't take anything for granted. So it's always in my head, but sometimes when you start living good, you can forget until something like Harvey happens.
0: Wow!
1: Right, and. Um, Even now, actually, last night, I was helping my dad install knobs. And it's been three years since Harvey, right? Right. But um, the reason why it's taken so long for us is because my dad's very resourceful. He's always been a, you got to just do it yourself, or if you can, why not? Mm -hmm. So I've always been the kid that holds the flashlight for him whenever he's, like, fixing anything, Mm -hmm. air conditioning, cars, and whatnot. But um, I was installing knobs with him last night, so we're, like, 95% done with the house. But uh, there's those little things here and there that we haven't got to because my dad is still working full time,
0: Yeah. and he's never gonna
1: retire until he knows me and my sister are both like financially stable. But yeah, it's those things that um, made me realize like you gotta sometimes like push through it, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what I did with my career, even though my family's. And I just got like devastated by Harvey.
0: It, I didn't know this about you. I'm so sorry. That yeah, you I'm basically trying through. to
1: tie this in with
0: everything. All of but, that,
1: right? I guess what I'm trying to say is, going to another country, I see these um, these things that they are not able to provide for their people because of you know whether or not they're you know as developed as us. But knowing that if I become a dentist, I am able to. Use my platform in order to help provide for these people who can't speak or like pro, like provide financially for this on their own, and that's the main reason why I wanted to become a dentist. And seeing this basically really aligns with my values here at Medical Bridges. It's it's really nice knowing that I can still do these things, and I've never been someone who is. Um, I know money is a big thing for everyone in order to live the good life that you want to live um and be happy but volunteering is showing me like um it really pays back through gratitude in your heart
0: oh yeah of course yeah it makes me feel instant really good karma is what i say
1: yeah instant <laughs> karma
0: and you have a lot of good karma coming your way i hope me. so um Definitely sometimes it so. does
1: and sometimes when it doesn't turn out so well i just like i said you gotta have keep pushing Great, that's grit. one thing i always nice. try to say that i have it's kind of a rough word for saying like I have an indomitable spirit, but that's just kind of a crazy word to use too. But yeah. Um,
0: wow. Right. I didn't know this side of you. Yeah. Um,
1: the only people who probably know are close friends and uh, the people who are going to read my essay <laughs> for the applications at. <laughs> and the school.
0: people who will listen to this conversation. Yes. So
1: if you're listening to this, um, I welcome you into my personal life. So <laughs> no worries.
0: Yeah. Well, whenever I I first. Met um, you, I was just amazed with all the volunteer work that you do here, um, especially with the homeless community. Mm-hmm. Um, there's two type of dentists out there: the ones who are out there for, for the money, and then right. there's the ones that actually do care. Mm-hmm. And you're the one that really does care.
1: Yeah, and... I do. Um, you know, there's nothing wrong with money too, and I know you <laughs> no, do understand that. I, yeah, I get that. I think. Um... I think you can still be both, too. Of course. So I would say there's a third dentist where you make the money, but you also you also never forget that there are people who are not as, you know, in a good position as you and that you can do something about it, whether it's volunteering even here mm-hmm. or, you know, doing something even small for someone, um, whether you're reaching out to one person or like a group of people. I think anything really helps. Yeah. Yeah. I guess to close out, really, what you were saying about um, what I saw there is, uh, right, I've I've seen a lot of stuff in Vietnam where, um, like, people are just, they don't have anything, really. Mm -hmm. And seeing that they're so happy still is, like, such a good thing, but, like, sometimes people don't know what they need until you tell them. Like they don't know that they need to take care of their health or they don't know that they should even brush their teeth because um or like outside of like it being like, you know, something where it's like you want to be perceived as like, you know, well, hygiene and everything it's, it's It has to do with your health, too. Right. So, I mean, I'd like to be a person who helps to educate and provide like, you know, More things for people. I've always thought about being a traveling dentist, actually, which sounds crazy. I always ask people. Awesome. Right. um, They say it's very normal. They're like, oh, yeah, there's people who have, like, you know, RVs and they have their things set up. Mm -hmm. In my head, it was more like a movie. I was like, what if I was like a traveling dentist with a bag or something (laughs) where I'm just traveling around? I'm like, maybe that's not so realistic. But yeah, I've always, after I went to Vietnam, I've always had a travel bug Mm -hmm. and I haven't been able to travel since. So there's like a part of me that feels like when I become a dentist one day, I'll be able to travel and meet people. I mean, yes, I'm traveling ultimately because I like to travel, but also because I realize when you travel alone, sometimes you learn more about yourself mm-hmm. and you've interact with cultures and it feels, it feels very like personal and just, I don't know. It just feels like you, you have the power to be who you want to be and with that power, you can do whatever you want, whether you're helping people or even helping yourself. So,
0: well, know that whenever you do become a traveling dentist, medical in- <laughs> <laughs> medical bridges can supply you with um, the equipment that um, you yeah. would be needing.
1: That would actually be a really cool idea. Yeah, right.
0: yeah, and that's what we do. We support um, medical mission trips, whether it be here in the U.S. or abroad. Right. Um, yeah. So. Now that we're here. Okay. Yeah. All right. You know, I'll definitely keep that in mind because um,
1: there's been a few mission trips where uh, I haven't been able to attend because, um, you know, schedule like restrictions and whatnot. But um, the head dentist at Healthcare for the Homeless actually has been doing this mission trip that has been going on for six years. She's returned to the same, I want to say village because I've never been, but in Honduras. And they've helped to build, I believe, like a church there. and like they see the same people every year so they get to see them grow up it's like
0: that's beautiful i mean it's a
1: bad comparison but it's like watching your favorite like show where you see the (laughs) the people grow up and not to say their life is a show but like it's just amazing to see people develop into you know who they were meant to be and Mm -hmm. providing them the opportunity to become the best person they can be
0: right yeah Yeah. honduras right now is going through a a terrible disaster with that hurricane that just passed.
1: I had no idea. I feel like hurricanes are coming and going as they please and you can't even keep up with them. Like, the other day I looked on the news and there's a hurricane hitting Miami or Florida. Yeah,
0: It's making landfall. No I think, it today. Was,
1: yeah, Hurricane Ada. And it makes me seem like, you know, I went through one hurricane, Harvey, and it felt like, you know, I know the whole city went through it, but, like, as a nation it feels like um there's so many hurricanes that you're just like not to say you forget about them but there's so many it's just hard to you know differentiate sometimes and to know that people have to go through that all the time after i've been through it is
0: it it has a like it it's i wouldn't say it's traumatizing anymore
1: even though it was traumatic um you always feel for it
0: Mm -hmm. yeah some sort of a degree of ptsd from right from hurricanes and we literally just we got really lucky and we were able to Yeah not be in the way of that last one that that made <laughs> See, landfall Louisiana. it's a, like you don't even remember the Louisiana names, yeah. At, at this
1: point, they might have names but they're really all the same, <laughs>
0: right? Yeah. So
1: yeah. it's a crazy thing, but you know, as people we're strong and if we have places like this, medical bridges, you'll always know that there's there's assistance. From people you don't even know, organizations you don't even know that are willing to help you because that's what they were meant to do and that's what they've sought out to do with their missions.
0: So. Yeah. Everyone that works here is just so aligned to improving healthcare here abroad. And I feel like oh my god, I'm I feel blessed to be here as everyone is so nice and caring and we take it take our mission very seriously. Yeah,
1: um when I first got here, everyone was so nice. That's like the first thing I can say. Um even um the lady in the front, I forget her name.
0: Bonnie. I'm sorry Bonnie,
1: <laughs> but Bonnie you're amazing. You're a really nice person and you're very welcoming and you do a great job in terms of bringing that, you know, that Southern Comfort, I guess that Texas <laughs> usually has. She offered us blue ice cream, like how can, how Texas can you get
0: some? She's a Texan.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, it's really cool though. I come here and I already get to meet the CEO too. He's walking around, you know, talking to everyone. I think that's some something that's really important, you know, mm-hmm. being involved with people. Because sometimes there's like, you have a higher up, and they're never there, and you don't meet them until I guess they feel they need to be seen.
0: Right. And Walter's amazing. Yeah,
1: he's talking to me, and he's letting me know about the history of medical bridges, which I think is really cool. How it was developed from a surgeon, a I believe it was a lady.
0: Yeah. Doctor yeah. Brock, she'll be here today if you that's want to really meet cool. her. That's really yeah.
1: cool. Um, hopefully I can meet you, Doctor Brock. Yeah. If I can, that's awesome. If not, um, hello, I'm here, and uh, we have an awesome time volunteering.
0: Yeah, well, thank you for coming out and volunteering. Um, This year, we're trying to distribute 110 tons. And, um, you know, the end of the year is right around the corner. And we have a few more containers to go. So all the work that you guys are doing in the sort room is really, really helping us out.
1: Yeah, I mean, anything helps. I know my organization, we're at the University of Houston downtown, by the way. Um, We get mixed up with University of Houston all the time. And I totally understand because I ones to both campuses, but my my group is actually very small. We only have twenty active members, and I've been here I think maybe four or five times, possibly. And we usually only bring like one to three people, but I think anything helps, especially once you've been in the stock room, the sort room. Um, Ashley, I think. Uh,
0: Diami Wendy. Diami, I always pronounce
1: Diami's name wrong. I'm sorry, Diami, and um, and Wendy, they're they do so much and are so productive for just three people. So sometimes I feel like we come in and I'm like, I don't want to mess anything up but <laughs> and I don't want to bother them, but I know that we also help to oh, at least yeah. ease up a little bit. For yeah. Them. You
0: guys are helping out a lot.
1: And it's just nice being a part of it. And I met Wendy so many times we just kick it every time we're here <laughs> and we're just soaring and talking about life. And it's nice. It's, it's honestly an escape from reality sometimes and But the reality is, is we're helping too, so.
0: Yeah, you're not a doctor yet, but dentist yet? Yeah. You're a dentist, doctor, same thing, you're helping people. Right. Uh, But you're saving lives. Yes. So.
1: I appreciate it, and I appreciate what you guys are doing here. It's amazing. And hopefully, like, um, we can be involved even more somehow. Um, I, I told my organization that we'd like to find, like, I know many organizations, they volunteer here and here and here but we really like this one and I've locked into this one and I'm trying to make it a thing to make sure that uh, we build a really good relationship with you guys, because I think being a part of this here is something amazing for the members of my group.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being the first guest on this medical purchase no, podcast no problem. <laughs> and thank you for everything that you've done to help our mission.
1: Yeah. Thank you too. Claudia. Thanks for reaching out.